Hey, Edith. Yes, what, what, Christy? <laughs> what kind of vegetable do you get when an elephant walks through your garden? A squash. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I guess that, folks. I did not know he was going to tell that That's joke. Good. I guess. Hi, I'm Christy. And I'm Edith. We're backyard gardeners in Colorado. And neighbors. And friends. These days, gardening is becoming very popular. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips, a fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong. Upside Down Tulips. Hey, Christy. Hello, Edith. Hello, Christy. Hello, gardeners everywhere. Hello, listeners, even if you don't garden. Hello, thank you for listening. It's time for Upside Down Tulips. Da, 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 this week we're talking about surprises and frustrations in the garden. Yeah, life is never predictable or boring when you have a garden. <laughs> right? <laughs> so true. It's so true. There's always a surprise and there's always something that makes you just kind of go, ding, nab it. Yep, yep, yep. So, Christy, I have a kind of a funny thing that happened to me at the post office this week. What? So I go there, and there's a long line, as there always is now. And ahead of me were a young couple in their 20s with a huge box. And next to them was the greeting cards. You know how they sell greeting cards now? Uh-huh. And the guy picked the card. It was a Father's Day card. And he goes, oh, my gosh, my dad would love this card. And his girlfriend said, well, why don't you get it and send it to him? And he goes, I can't. I don't have a stamp. <laughs> and she said, she said, she goes, you are literally in a post office right now. You could just get and he said, well, they don't sell you just one. <laughs> they don't? Of course they do. Yeah, of course they I do. I said to the guy, well, yeah, they do. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. You know, you go to get a Big Mac, they go, you can't have just one. Right. You know? Right. What kind of a business would that be? So. That reminds me of the time that um, I was in London, and um, me and my hands, handsome and handy husband were by taking photos everywhere, and we were by Parliament, and uh, uh, my husband was there taking pictures of Big Ben, yeah. and he must have been there for like half an hour taking pictures, and I just was like sitting on the grass reading the tourist book. And after about 30 minutes, um, he turned to me and said, I'm getting kind of hungry. What time is it? (laughs) You are literally standing by Big Ben. Yeah, probably the most famous clock in the world. world. Oh, my goodness. That's great. That's, That's great. Uh, hey, what's yeah. going on in your garden, Edith? My peas are almost ready. Hey, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, they got pods and, you know, I bet in a day or so that, that I will have peas. I harvested my garlic scapes. Mm. Folks, if you don't know what a garlic scape is, it it is the top of a garlic once it gets into a curly cue, and then it will have a little pod on it where the seeds are developing. You want to take them off so the garlic grows bigger, and you can harvest them and you can eat them. And they and taste can- like... Garlic. garlic. Yeah, they taste great. Like, yeah. Yeah, my garlic has all fallen over, so. Already? Yeah. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. What's going wow. on over there? Good. Good. What else? Um, Something ate one of my broccoli, and oh. I also had a double cabbage collapse. Seriously. I had these 
three cabbage plants. And uh-huh. they're still little. I, I winter sowed them. And I go out there, and one of them had just collapsed. Like, he was in pieces. Oh, my goodness. And then I had two together. And remember you said that they will fight for dominance? Yeah. The one, you were absolutely right. The one got bigger. The other one literally collapsed. <laughs> just collapsed. Right. Yeah. It's like the Game of Thrones out there. <laughs> it is. It is, man. Um, my curry squash still looks terrible. But my, it's alive. But it's alive. Well, it's tiny and... Alive is good. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> alive I, is terrible. I thought that my um, cucumber was not going to make it, but now he's thriving. So sometimes it just takes some patience to let them come too. And I also think we had a cold spring and cucumbers don't like the cold. Because oh, I had some true. cucumbers that didn't come up. So I just replanted some. Oh my gosh, so did I. Yeah. I thought all of a sudden I couldn't garden anymore. Like nothing was coming up. But yeah. Yeah, so that is what's going on in my garden. Hey, can I ask you, how's your peach tree doing? Great. It's not going to have as many peaches as last year. Last year was a bumper crop because I think the year before we had a frost. Uh-huh. So then the year after that, a tree will sometimes double its fruit output. Okay. But... It, I'm going to get some peaches. Oh, good. Yeah, thank goodness. Well, I hope you have a little a couple extra. I hope I do too. Edith, I enjoyed your peaches all winter long. Oh, that's so good. Because I chopped yeah. them up and I put them in the freezer and I used them in smoothies and they mm-hmm. were just fantastic. I do that too. I do that too. That's a good thing to do. What about your garden? Well, it for flower-wise, now is rose time. Mm-hmm. So the roses are just a-blooming, so beautiful. Um, just love them. They're just coming in waves now, and it's a really good rose year. Um, also, what's blooming is um, my yarrow is blooming. Mm-hmm. And Edith, can you believe this, that I bought yarrow this year? No, you used, you gave it away for so much of it. <laughs> I know. And for some reason, all my yarrow just died. And it just kind of proves to you that maybe plants don't last forever. Yeah. And I was getting them from a friend, but she had very old yarrow that I was taking. Oh. So I just went, you know what? Forget okay. it. And I, I bought three yarrow plants because I like the yellow contrast with other things that are blooming this time. I never even thought of that, that when you get a plant from another garden, it could, you don't even know how old it is. I never thought of that. Yeah. Christine. So my yarrow is blooming and oh, the Jupiter's beard is all in yeah, full it's bloom. beautiful. Um, and all those, you know, hummingbird moths are all over it. So these uh-huh. are those weird bugs. That look like... They look like they're Egyptian or something. Yeah, don't they, they do. Yeah. Yeah. And they have their black... You'll have a little black and white stripe on them. And they look like hummingbirds, but they're really kind of a moth. Yeah. And they're also called sphinx moths or hummingbird moths. One or, of them hit me in the eyeball once, so I'm not, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I don't right like into, anything that hits me in the eyeball. Right Much less a bug. That's mm-hmm. gross. Hey, do you uh, do you take off spent roses or do you just leave them? You know, the, the kind of roses that I have, they're just going to be... They're just, they just bloom and then they're done. And then do they go and have a rose hip? Yeah, they can, yeah. And do you harvest the rose hips? So, and make I, I never anything? have. I should, though, shouldn't I? Yeah, well, they're full of vitamin C, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't C? either, and I should, too. Well, if anybody out there does that, will you write us and tell us how to do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> figure it out. We want to have rose hip yeah. tea. My, my lavender is blooming. And um, I had an, another neighbor who said, ooh, you know, I had a friend who was looking for lavender. Can I have her contact you to, so she can have some of your lavender? Because she wanted, you know, the buds. And I just thought, you know what, Edith? There are two things I don't give away. Lavender and, and tomatoes. tomatoes. Right? Um, yeah, you know I have a lot of tomatoes that I'm giving them away. So I'm, I'm hoarding all my beautiful lavender blossoms. And, um, and I'm still planting annuals, Edith. 
Really? In yeah. this heat? It's been 100 degrees? I don't know. I just did it anyway. So I went out and I, I've been planting marigolds and just direct sowing. Is, oh, oh zinnia, you were direct sowing. Okay. Zinnia. And I, but I did, and I did winter sow some sunflowers and they're coming up. So still, I still got, I have still have about like eight or so milk jugs I got to get out into the ground from winter sowing. Mm. And friends, that's just a, a, a method of seed starting outside. In milk jugs that we start in January, but you can still do it in, in the summer, but we still call it winter sowing for some bizarre reason. <laughs> um, I got my cages on my tomatoes. You did? Yeah. You too. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I cleaned them up like a good six inches or so, so I took off the lower leaves. I hadn't done that yet. Uh-huh. I might have been too late. I don't know. We'll see. And I put, and I have a lot of soil pep. What's that called? Pep. That- It is called soil pep. Soil pep. So it's a really fine mulch Uh to protect them in the heat. And it also, uh, it it can go into the soil. It will degrade very quickly into the soil, fertilizing your soil. I like that because I was getting a larger mulch. Uh And then that stuff was just like hanging out there for ever. Listen, I don't think it's too late to uh, take those those, um, bottom leaves off. That's what I did. Yeah, I think my plants were just too little. So my plants are a little bigger now. I would say they're kind of like knee high. Oh, that's nice. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. And they look pretty, they look pretty happy, look very green. Um, also, um, uh, I had to replace some peppers. So did I. So did I. Because something just cut it off at the ground. I had one do that and I had another, just the heat. They love the heat, but yeah. apparently I didn't water it in time. It was oh. tiny. Oh, sure. I should, yeah, so I yeah. lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm harvesting so much lettuce right now. Yeah, me too. Uh, that <laughs> too. romaine, I planted romaine for the first time. Oh, my gosh, I just love it. Oh, good. And, you know, it, it's doing really well in the heat, Edith. Yeah, it does better than a lot of the, um, like, black-seeded Simpson and the, that kind of really leafy, thin mm-hmm. lettuce. Yeah. You, you know what I forgot to tell you? Um you know, I bought some um, bare root raspberries. They, mm-hmm. they look exactly like sticks. You think to yourself, I'm planting sticks. That's <laughs> all I'm doing. Somebody has a great idea. Make a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, make a lot sticks. of money for selling me sticks. Like the pet rock person. Yes. <laughs> so I really thought, well, you know, this is not happening. And then today, literally overnight, they sprouted a leaf. Overnight. Wow. A garden surprise. Yeah. So I that was that. really fascinating, so and it. I'm happy about that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I'm still planting uh, green beans. I did another round of planting green beans. Oh, good, good, good. And I planted another round of radishes, just like Edith, a couple days ago, and they they have come up. Hmm. Man, those radishes come up quick. They do indeed. So we'll see if, we'll see if the heat will take yeah. over. But, you know, I really am into this lawn chair lettuce stuff. Mm-hmm. So friends, if you recall that I put a lawn chair over my lettuce and I'm able to shade it during the heat of the summer and keep my lettuce for a good long time. Mm-hmm. I still have lots of lettuce out there and it's been in the nineties pretty yeah, consistently. Um, so I might try that with my radish. And so I think by the end huh. of the year, I'm just going to have all just a bunch of chairs in my garden. it's gonna look weird it's gonna look like a book club out there (laughs) that's right Uh well friends if there are uh, terms that you don't understand or definitions please go to our website at upsidedowntulips.com and check out the informative and ever humorous upside down dictionary 
You can also click on the link in our show notes, and we have fun stuff on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And we have a brand new pod play. You know, one of our fun, original, creative, short plays or fake commercials that we have in Upside Down Tulips. Uh, This one, oh man, it is so good. Mm. Written by Edith, starring Josh Hartwell and Jim Hunt. And what are we calling this one, Edith? Don Quixote. Or we could call it a different type of Dulcinea. Oh, I like that too. You like that? Yeah. Yeah. Once upon a time, a really long time ago, a man called Don Quixote, along with his long-suffering squire, Sancho Panza, began a noble knight's quest, searching for the Lady Dulcinea. Giddy up, Rosanante! Go! Gallop! Canter! Run! To Dulcinea, to my pure love. Sancho Panza, try to keep up. Fly, Rosanante, fly! We are keeping up. My faithful donkey, Dapple, and I are right behind you. Run, sturdy steed. More speed, Destrier, on to find Dulcinea. Don Quixote, your horse, Rosanante, is not a Destrier. She's not even close to being a knight's war steed. She is an old farm horse. Faithful squire, Sancho, you know nothing. I know I'm hungry. I know we haven't eaten in days. Even your horse, Rosinante, is hungry. No wonder she's so slow. Slow? My steed is not slow. No. Behold, my hair flies behind me in the wind. I can't really behold your hair as you're wearing a water bowl you stole from a barber. It totally covers your hair. It's not a water bowl. It's the mythic Mambrino's helmet. Foolish, Sancho. Sancho, faithful squire. Get up! I have fallen, and I can't get up. I'm weak from hunger. When one has a quest, one does not let hunger get in the way. Sancho, you are eating something. What are you eating? What is your donkey eating? Rosanante is eating apples. Fallen apples. Oh, Rosanante, save some for me. Don Quixote, look! Carrots, tomatoes, apples. I have had the great fortune to faint right next to someone's garden. Eat, Don Quixote. There's so much here. Hello, such a bounty. Uh, Let me fill my saddlebags. Uh, what do you think you're doing? Oh, uh, greetings of the day. Peasant farmer woman... We starve and thought to take some of the windfall from your farm. You're pulling carrots out of the ground and tomatoes off my plants. That is not a windfall. A windfall is something that falls off a plant in the wind, like the apples. Oh, harsh, ungenerous peasant farmer. No, Don Quixote, do you not see? It is Dulcinea who grows food. What? What? She is Dulcinea. She wears a scarf to cover her crown. My name is Aldonza Lorenzo. Sancho Panza, 
You speak true. We have found my beautiful Dulcinea. Oh, paragon of womanhood. Oh, Virginius, virtuous, scarf-wearing, mysterious. Oh, holy mountain of maidenhood. Forgive us, enchanting princess. I'm really not a princess. I'm just a gardener. And so modest. Don Quixote, your quest is over. You have found Dulcinea. May we stay with you a while? Okay. If you'd like to help me work the farm, I'll give you supper. And I've got hay for your animals. Come, Sancho. Our quest is over. We have found Dulcinea. A princess who works the land, who grows food, who shares her food. So much talking. Come on, then. There's cows to be milked and eggs to be collected. And so it was that Don Quixote and Sancho Panza became gardeners and found the answer to their quest and lived happily ever after. Happy gardening, everybody. Edith, do you like surprises? Yeah, sometimes I do. Sometimes? Uh-huh. Have you ever had a surprise birthday party? Um, I threw one once. Oh, yeah? How'd yeah. it go? It went really well. I had one once, and I was so somebody threw me a surprise birthday party, yeah. and I was so surprised I cried. Oh. <laughs> and I think it freaked everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But surprises in the garden are usually pretty welcome. Yeah, they're usually a really good thing, you know. Um... I, I had a surprise the other day in the garden. Yeah? Baker Seeds sent me, when you order from them, they sent you a free packet of something, their choice. And they sent me wasabi radishes. Ooh. So I planted them, completely forgot about them. Uh-huh. Like never watered them. I never did anything. I forgot about them. And I looked the other day and I see that they're like, the the leafage is two, a foot high, oh 18 inches goodness. high. Oh my And I went over and Christy... They, there I had four wasabi radishes. They are bigger than a golf ball, smaller than a baseball, and so hot. And they're, and they're not like big when a radish will get too big and it gets all woody. No, it wasn't woody. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, so that was a wonderful surprise. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's a good surprise. Oh, that would be good on a salad or a sandwich. I have it because I'm German. I have it on liverwurst. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Delicious. Oh, excellent. Well, um, I had a one of my favorite garden surprises that happened. I had my climbing roses out there, and um, one of my climbing roses is a little smaller than the others, but it's a deep, deep red. So it's super pretty, and I really love it. In fact, it's blooming right now. Uh-huh. And about ten years ago, I noticed that there was another rose bush next to it that um, an, a, it was blooming, and it was an orangey, pinky, peachy, reddish color. And I went, oh my gosh, that's called a Joseph's coat, a coat of many colors. Oh my. Because it'll change as it blooms, right? I thought, I didn't know I had a wow. Joseph's coat. And there it was, bloomed really beautifully, and then I never saw it again. Oh, that's a surprise and a frustration in the same episode. Except for Edith. Yeah. I was out yesterday. <gasps> It's back? It's back. Oh, jeez. So next to this bright red climbing rose is oh. another rose bush, which is the Joseph's coat. It has uh, three beautiful blooms on it. So it's yeah. a tiny little thing. 
I don't know why it disappeared and came back. It's like the Brigadoon of Roses, I guess. But beautiful surprise. And I thought that was so appropriate because we're talking about surprises in the garden. Well, I have a rose surprise as well. You know, like 10 years ago, somebody gave me a miniature little rose bush. Like, how high is this? Like six inches high? Uh Christy, it is now, it is now above my knees. And I'm 10 feet tall, so you can imagine... (laughs) You are ten. People ten don't realize tall. how tall you are. No, that you are I, actually you know why? ten feet tall. Because I slouch. I should stop slouching. Yeah, you need better posture. I need better That's a good posture. Point. Yeah. But anyway, it it's so big and it is the most vibrant orange, beautiful. It's almost neon. Oh wow! It's so pretty, and and I was so surprised. I keep thinking, well, it's just not going to get any bigger. But every year, it gets a little bit bigger. Maybe it goes back to what you said before, Edith. Is that plants want to live? Yeah. That nature wants to grow, no matter yeah. how much we try to kill stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then it rewards us with these nice surprises. Yeah. Well, I have an iris surprise. Iris. Ooh, I yeah. love iris. And yeah. this kind of shows the hardiness of an iris because I was dividing iris yeah. and I was, I like them to be all around. I'm trying to get them to go all around the edges of my garden so that when they're done, so that they can be blooming in front of them. But until then, there's this beautiful ring of iris all around my yard. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, where should I put them? Where should I put these? Where should I put these? And I was planting, placing them and planting, placing and planting. And it was a lot of work, and it was getting cold out. And I stopped, and I didn't get the last section done. And then, you know how it goes, Edith. You went, well, I, I'll get back to it. And yeah. I never did. Yeah. And then it wintered. So these iris, Edith, just sat on the ground. They just, you mean the bulbs themselves just sat right. on the top of the ground. Yeah, the rhizomes, right? Yeah. So they just sat on the ground all winter. And guess what? They took root. Oh. And they are wow. still there to this day. I never planted them. Wow. Iris. That was a good surprise. That's a wonderful surprise. Man, they really nature really finds a way. You're right. Mm-hmm. It really, really finds a way. That's great. Oh, speaking of okay, speaking of things you divide, you know, every year I harvest my leek. In fact, I've already harvested leek this year because it's an early plant. Mm-hmm. And every year I think, well, I'm harvesting it. It won't come back. It comes back every single year for decades. Wow. In the same place. And you, and you don't let it go to seed? No. So where is you, it? You know what I think happens? It, it always has one bulb and then it is circled around by little tiny bulbs. Yeah. Which must come off oh. when I harvest. And it replants itself. Nice. What do you do with leek? Do you, oh. make, do you put it in soup and stuff? Yeah, like, like, vichy, vichy, how do you say it? Vichyssoise. It's so delicious. Cold mm-hmm. potato and leek soup. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you have a rest, if you want less of an onion flavor, but still you want that tang, you use leek. It's a more gentle flavor. I love leek. You can make yeah. leek pie. I find leek also really good in, in the quiche. Leek pie. Yes. Oh, yes. That's what you yes. mean. Is that, is that a leek pie and egg pie? Or just no, that's an, not an, what an I onion meant, pie. actually. I thought like... Like a I tart. Would, like an onion tart. Like an onion tart. Yes, yes. I know exactly what you're talking yes. about. Well, that's a good... I need to harvest my leek because I see it. And this was leek I planted last August, Edith. Wow. And Wow. It, and it is... And you, yeah, you have to tell me if it's too late. Maybe you'll come out in the garden afterwards and tell me if it's too late. Because I could see like it's maybe starting to flower. And I go, I better pull that in. Oh, yeah. It's starting to flower. Definitely get it out of there. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Um, I um, have had aloe vera plants, Edith, for 
maybe about, I mean, it's my first houseplant I ever remember having myself uh-huh. since I was in my early 20s. You're such a gardener to remember your first houseplant. Yeah, that is well, so sweet. I think <laughs> houseplants are the gateway drug to gardening. My there, mom yeah. was a big houseplant. Uh-huh. I still have some of hers. She had houseplants all over the place. And, um, and so I had a little aloe vera plant. And as a result of it, you know, aloe vera plants make babies. And so I would give plants away or make new plants and um, kind of go through, I'd dra- drag the aloe veras with me whenever I moved and like put them in a moving truck and hope they're going to be okay and lugged them all the way out here from Minnesota to Colorado, still the basis of the same plant. And I've had three now that have gotten pretty big. Mm-hmm. They're huge. And I've heard this could happen, but I never knew it could with an aloe vera plant. But one day... I'm because the aloe vera plants are right by the TV, and I'm watching TV, and I realize there's something strange happening to my aloe vera plant. There's a really high stem that's coming out of it, and my aloe vera plant bloomed. Oh my gosh! And it doesn't happen every year. It didn't happen this year, but it happened maybe like every other year now. Wow! In the past five years, they will bloom, and it doesn't last very long. And I'm going to be honest with you, Edith. It's not the most beautiful flower. It's not like this big orchid is all of a sudden in the middle. It's kind of a it's yellow. I don't know. Maybe it looks like a like a like a sad lupin. Maybe you're making your aloe feel very but bad it, right it, now. But you know what? I'm still so happy with it. I'm still so ecstatic that my my aloe vera bloomed. It's one of my favorite surprises. That's a great surprise. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen one bloom either. You know, one of my surprises is the the viability of seeds. The, the long, long, long shelf life that they have. The seed company will tell you the last day they can sell it is December 30th of 2022. Don't throw seeds away, folks. It's just like food. Most food really can, you can have past the expiration date. Yeah, just because it'll say best used by. Yeah, that's just so random. You know, if they can have that seed bank, I think in Norway, we talked about in one of our Uh early... Well, then obviously they have a long, long, long shelf life. That's a really good point. Or they would not be able to have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For our future... So do not throw seeds away. You can test them on a piece of, on a wet napkin. Wet paper towel. Yeah, or plant them. They don't come up, plant more, so thickly. If you have an expired, I would say by more than three or four years, still good, but so a little thicker. So thicker. So thicker. You know what else is surprising to me? What, Edith? The difference of, between the water that comes out of your tap and rainfall. Oh. Because when it, you know, every day I water... From from the, our Denver city water, but when it rains, sometimes I swear, the plants grow by fifty percent the next day. I noticed that when we had that snow, it was really just a couple of weeks ago, wasn't uh-huh. it, Edith? Uh huh. We had that snow, and you had, and I was at your house, and you had all these tubs and buckets full of your rainwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try to collect as much as I possibly can because it is. It's it's almost like a miracle compared to because of the um, chlorine and stuff. There's a lot That's, of stuff in our water. Yeah, 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 yeah. That I don't think plants love. And when's the last time it rained? I think oh, it was that snow. Gosh, <laughs> we, we had it. one rain since then. One really good rain. Yeah, yeah. it's been a, it's been it's been over three weeks, hasn't it? I don't know. I'm it's scared well, to yeah. count. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. gonna be. Yeah, that is a nice surprise about rain. Yeah, that was really and cool. And isn't it funny how, like, here we are in the West and all we want to do is rain, and then you hear yeah. the stories about, like, 
what's happening well or Yellowstone with that snowpack or like other yeah. places where you get too much rain. Yeah. I wish there was a way that we could they could collect it and give it to us. Yeah. Me too, Christy. <laughs> but you know what they say? If wishes were fishes, then beggars would ride. That's not right. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait. The garden is known as a place of beauty, serenity, and contemplation. It gets you away from the stress of everyday life. I'll just sit under this peach tree. And lets your mind relax and go somewhere far away from the clang and clatter of modern life. Grounded in a long tradition, the garden is also a holistic art form for discovery and innovation. Now at peace with your surroundings. Those squirrels are eating my tomatoes! Get out, go, scram, and don't come back. Now, where was I? Let the sounds and smells of nature take you to enchantment. <laughs> My awful neighbor McDougal. Damn him and his leaf blower. Oh, look, a butterfly and a dragonfly. He blew them into my yard, and now I have birds drinking in the fountain. Ah. Ow, what was that? <gasps> a peach. My first peach of the season. Oh, that is so good. Yes, there are pitfalls in the garden, as in life. But if there's a peach at the end of it, doesn't it even out? Grow something. It is so worthwhile. Well, that was a great pod play to lead us into frustrations in the garden. That's right, yeah. Because you will have some, of course you will. Yeah, absolutely, it happens. I think one of the things that people get the most frustrated about, or something that I get frustrated about, is uh, weeds. Oh, man. They seem to have seasons. Like, I got rid of all of my thistle. Now there's purslane, which is edible, but it's everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely everywhere. For me, my the weed, even more than bindweed, that frustrates me the most, is quack grass. Oh, you hate that quack grass so much. Which is different than... Crab grass, because uh -huh. that crab grass is an annual and it comes and goes. Quack grass is a perennial, and if you don't get that entire little rhizome that grows underneath, yeah. it's just going to come back. Yeah. And it, you know, it, it and it has a tendency like to go inside the plants, and so I have to pull it out of the Jupiter's beard. It gets in the lawn. It's yeah. very frustrating. It's a very smart little weed, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but there are some things to help weeds tamp down. I mean, friends, you could you make sure you mulch. Mulch will keep weeds down. Um, it's always good. We, we tell people we don't till our vegetable gardens. Right. Because you're just waking up old seed. And and, and the other thing um, about mulching is sometimes you end up mulching the weeds. You know what I mean? Like like mulching won't keep every weed out of there. Right. So, but it does make this the it ma makes it looser. It makes it easier. It to makes pull. it so much easier to pull because it doesn't get so dry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got a new hoe that oh. helps. 
That's right. Oh, I should have done an alert. Ho, ho joke. Sorry. There's I no just, joke uh, like a ho joke, Edith, right? Just hit me the, that way. Okay, now you got a new ho. I got a new ho, which helps a lot in keeping things weeding. If the ground is wet, friends, you should pull them. But if the ground is, if your ground is dry, a hoe can work really well. I got yeah. one of those ones that's really super, it has a, it has a, like a circle. Uh-huh. And it has a real sharp edge to it. So yeah. I can get, get in on it. You know, they'll come back, but at least it t- they're easy to get Yeah, just don't, don't let them go to seed. No. Number one rule for weeds, do not let them go to seed. Do you ever use preen to get rid of weeds? No. That's a corn gluten meal. I use that. That works well. And we've talked about other things like vinegar, hot water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The agricultural vinegar. Yes, but even like I've even heard like people use many applications of household vinegar. Also, it works really well if you if you do it at the height of the sun. Oh, right. They, they will fry the, the leaves. Yeah. And that's one of the ways that they work. Yeah. Try, try organic methods is what we... We encourage because you don't yeah. want that stuff getting into the groundwater. No, or, you know you can also hurt your other plants too. Or you it, it, and it gets into your food. It'll get into your food. Yeah, ew, ew. That's why we grow our own. What frustrates you, Edith, in the garden? Japanese beetles. Oh my god, I know. So frustrating. <laughs> and it's almost time for them. Yep, it's almost time. You have to understand, folks, that they have traveled east. We never had. When I first came to Denver, there was bugs did not overwinter. I mean, yeah. everything has changed now, you know, and it will continue to change with climate change. Such a good point. So, um, how could such a pretty little? It's such a pretty little bug. Yes, I agree. And yet, it's so frustrating. It's fun to it's fun to kill them. Well, you know, but you're bloodthirsty, Christy. I am. I weep when I kill them. <laughs> right. You know, because I'm like Buddhist like. Well, and and people have said about Japanese beetles, you know, people get those traps. Yeah. And, of course, what we recommend is you buy one of those traps and then give it to your neighbor down the street. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just is going to attract that's, bugs to yeah. them. That's how and they why, work. They attract why bugs. Why would you do that? Why would you attract them just yeah. to kill them? Yeah. Because I heard it's. I heard the traps are good in new areas, you oh. know, but once the beetles are established over a wide area, the yeah. traps don't do anything. No. No. So we handpick them and we drown them in soap. They, it's kind of funny what they do is that if you touch them, they kind of like faint. Yeah, they? <laughs> they do. They kind of faint. And then you can just put them in soapy yeah. water and then you can watch them drown. Um, people so also do row covers for vegetables. Oh, I've seen people do that. Yeah. Uh, but you can't cover up your whole yard for goodness no, sake. No, no. Um, I've done milky spore before. Do not know if it works or not. Oh, but Edith, you know what I did this week though? No, I don't. Okay. There's two kinds of products you can buy for Japanese beetles. Yeah. One is called Grub Gone and one is called Grub Be Gone. Uh-huh. Grub Be Gone is a pesticide, uh, but Grub Gone is organic. Oh, okay. And I bought Grub Gone. I got a big bag of it. I think it was like $80. They delivered it for free and I half the bag did my whole lawn. Well, and we'll I laid see it what down. happened. No, so when did this happen? I did it a cup. I did it. Was it like uh, like a week ago? So you're saying that right now the Japanese beetle are grubs. They're grubs, and yeah. this hopefully will kill the grubs. Yes. Oh, I cannot wait to see if it works. Yeah. So yeah. fingers crossed. Good. 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 Um, you know what really frustrated me as well when I went um the the maggots in my bokashi experiment. <laughs> 
you know, Edith, maggots are frustrating. They really are. I mean, they're vital and all that. We know they have a purpose, but that was so gross. And it's a smell I will never forget. There were thousands of them. Oh, man. Yeah. So You're that, not doing that experiment anymore, are you? I am not. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. But, but I have to say, you know, where I dug it into the ground, the soil does seem to be fabulous. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. What did you do with all the maggots? You just, did you? Oh, the maggots. I um, emptied them into the garbage and then I tried to drown them. And then I had a huge garbage thing with the maggots crawling up the sides. And I realized, well, I don't have that much water. I'm not going to waste this much water. So I dumped them down the alley and some of them were still living and some of them fried. It was awful. Okay. It was a nightmare. Oh. Nightmare. Oh. Yeah. Um, I find that uh, pottery mildew can be very frustrating in the garden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and friends, this can happen on your veggies or on your flowers, but it just looks like something like, like, like flour or like baby powder has, flour, been, yeah. has been dusted on your plants. But we should tell, we should tell people that it's probably going to happen. So don't feel bad. That's a really good point. Edith. Yeah. I mean, it's probably going to happen. So, so what? Especially more on the East coast when there's more humidity. Yes. I get it on my, yeah. and I get it on my squash plants. I get it on my cucumbers. Um, I'll get it on my zucchini. And then I would, and for the flowers, I would get it on my black-eyed Susans a lot. Ooh. They're very susceptible to that. And, um, but I do like that we have a, um, there's a, there's a spray that we have this on our website that you could take, uh, use baking soda. It's very effective against powdery mildew. One tablespoon of baking soda, one half teaspoon of a, a liquid soap. Uh -huh. Like a Castile uh -huh, soap. Like a nice clean soap, mm -hmm. yeah. And one gallon of water, and you spray it liberally on your plants. You want to do it before you get the powdery mildew. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I always make a note of myself, like this is one of my 4th of July things to, st to start doing. Good. That's really good. And then I've also heard that mouthwash works. Oh, wow. That's weird. And remember we talked about milk working on powdery mildew. That's right. A, a, like if you water it down. Uh -huh. I think the ratio might be one to one. Yeah. Does that seem right? And you put it in a thing and you spray. I don't know why milk, but there must either. be something. I don't either. Hmm. In it. And of course, um, an, you can get an organic fungicide. Yeah. Just look at your labels. Yeah. Make just, sure it says. Just, just, even sometimes, don't, just don't feel bad. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Yeah. But it is, it is good to deal with it though, because if the leaves die, you know, the leaves will, um, are, are protecting, can protect your cucumbers from heat. Right. 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 So. Yeah. You know what I, I, I have a frustration that will never go away because of what I, I planted my peach tree in such a way that I was hoping that squirrels could not leap to it from any structure, any roof. <laughs> and I also planted it so that oh, no. the plant, the, the sun going down, you know, I get that hot Western, that it would shade me. But what I didn't account for is I have a security motion light right there, right on the on the eave where the tree is. So the tree, when it's windy and it goes back and forth, <laughs> it's like I'm being invaded all oh, night long. Oh, yeah. So then you turn your have to turn your security 
light off. I don't then... know how to do that. No, it, there's no oh. turning it off. It oh, just, okay. Yeah, it just comes on. So. And does it wake you up? No, it does okay. not. So it's just a light frustration of I thought I thought of everything. You might have a neighbor who just is constantly bothered <laughs> by that light. <laughs> And it's just like torture. <laughs> Luckily, my neighbors are kind and wonderful. Right. Luckily, yeah. I live three blocks away. And you live three <laughs> blocks away. Yes. Well, things can frustrate us, that's sure. You know, um, weather, unpredictable weather can be frustrating. Because it'll make your broccoli go straight to seed, for yep. example, when it's too hot too yeah. soon. That's happened to me more than once. Um uh, hail in our neck of the woods. Okay, which is the worst because yeah. you have this whole beautiful garden and July comes and so do the hailstorms. Yeah. And it can literally devastate your garden. Yeah. You know, I think that the best cure for that type of frustration is just to have a mental shift. That's a really, yes, that's good. Because there's nothing you yeah. can do about it. Have a mental shift. I, yep. I've seen hail, I've, I've seen hail go and I thought, oh, I've lost my whole garden. And uh -huh. you know what? Things, they do come back. Yeah, they do. And even look at that. We were so frustrated about that snow we had. Uh-huh. Right? And I thought, there goes the, there go all the iris. Yeah. It was a really good iris year. Yeah. The iris had snow all over it, and bless their little hearts, they still lived. So a lot of things, in other words, are a mixed blessing. Yeah. Right? But if you right. have a garden, you are blessed right there. Amen, amen. Hey, Edith. Christy, what? <laughs> Guess what time it is? I don't know. If only Big Ben was here so that we could know. <laughs> I'll bet you it's mailbag time. Ring, is ring. Ring, ring. <laughs> Christy, our letter this week is from Bob, who lives in NYC. Okay. New York City. New York City. Oh, I'm reading it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Folks, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Okay. Wishes, vicious. Who knows? So, from Bob. Dear... Upside down tulips. So here's a query for upside down tulips. I want to know the best flowering plants for cemetery lots. Plants that can withstand being unattended. What do you think? So New York, what do you think? That's nice. And we like that. This Bob's written to us before about uh -huh. his uh, his sense of, he had a plant. Sense of fear. He did. He had a plant that he was trying to keep alive because it was given to him by a dear, dear friend. Ah. Oh. Yeah. We didn't help him much, though, did we? Well, maybe we can help you on this one. Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, Edith, that um, people have been leaving flowers on graves for thousands of years. Wow. It started off with the ancient Greeks. They did that to honor fallen warriors. And they believed that if the flowers rooted in the ground and grew from the gravesite, it was a sign that the fallen had found peace. Oh, wow, that's wonderful. Wow. And then, of course, it was also done in the United States on Decoration Day, which was started three years after the Civil War, a chance to decorate the graves of the soldiers with flowers, and that has become Memorial Day. Right, right. So I know I know Bob, um, he, he loves cemeteries. So he will note it. This is, that's why it's a cemetery question. Well, and we had something about, about, how cemeteries are actually now growing vegetable gardens now, too. Oh, wow. Remember we talked about that? Yes. It's okay if, if you forgot. Yeah, I did. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Well, but I have a blank look on my well, face. Here are some things about flowers that you can put on cemeteries. And, you know, cemeteries will have their own rules about things. Um, and if you put a vase of flowers in water, you know, if you're lucky, it'll last a week. Right. Or if you have a pot, maybe it'll last a couple of weeks. And usually they'll come and they just scoop those away. But, but, but if plant. you want something to plant in it, 
Um, uh, what my research has said is you should be careful about the kind of soil because the soil in cemeteries is going to be pretty poor. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if that makes sense or not because I thought, well, there's a lot of great. Yeah, but they're in a coffin. Right. They're in a coffin so they can't fertilize. Oh, gotcha. Thank you. That's what it is. Maybe, would you think that marigolds would be a good um, one to plant? It would, but just make sure you improve the soil. Okay. Yeah, marigolds would be great. Okay. Yeah. I also think um, a bulb plants would be really good, Edith. They like would, iris. Oh, yeah. Iris, like we just said, like I just yeah. put iris on the ground and it took root. So tulips, daffodils, iris could be really pretty. What about morning glories? They don't mind poor soil. That's a good point. Right. You no, know, yeah. Yeah. Vinca would be great. Oh my gosh, yes. And they flower a little bit. A not, little, yeah, a, little a little bit. bit. Um, ornamental grasses would be great. If yeah. You wanted different types of that textures. That would look kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, geraniums can be pretty hardy also. Depending on your zone. Yeah. Yes. They may or may not make it through the uh, winter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some people, have you seen this, Edith? They do something called a, a graveside blanket. Mm -mm. That means that they the whole circumference of the grave, the whole rectangle, yeah. would be a garden. Oh, that's And you would nice. plant the whole area. Oh, that's really nice. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I would just say to Bob that if um, whatever you do is going to need to be watered well, for the first couple weeks. Do they, do the keep groundskeepers do that? I wonder. They do that, but I would water extra. Okay. Uh, to just get something established and just, and I would mulch a lot. Yeah. Give a good couple inches of mulch. Yeah. That's good advice, Christy. Make use of that cemetery lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, they can be so pretty. I mean, the cemetery <laughs> down so the street beautiful. from us is so beautiful. Yeah. It, it has a wildlife sanctuary right next to it at Crown Hill Nature Preserve, right? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks for your question, Bob. Hope this is helpful. We'd love to see pictures if you plant something. And we want, you, you, folks, we want your letters out there. Yeah. Why don't you send them to us? If you, you have can, a question, if you have a problem, if you have a surprise that you want to celebrate, uh -huh. or a frustration you want to commiserate with us on. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. UpsideDownTulips at gmail.com. Christy, did you just feel that? Did you feel that, Christy? A disturbance in the matrix, maybe? Ooh, I think so. I think it's time for you to get philosophical. This week's inspiration comes from Ray Everson, author, gardener, and farmer. He says, The philosopher who said that work well done never needs doing over never weeded a garden. <laughs> I love that. That's fantastic. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We are Edith Weiss and Christy Montour Larson. And if you got some laughs and some value out of this week's episode, could you do us a favor? You, you could hit that subscribe, like, or follow button. And thank you so much. To, is that all you're going to say? Yep. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much to Denise Gentilini for composing and performing the Upside Down Tulips theme song. In fact, we insist that you go to denisegentilini.com and you can find that link at UpsideDownTulips.com. Many thanks to the kindness of our talented friends, Josh Hartwell and Jim Hunt. 
Thank you to our excellent yet enigmatic engineer. And a special thanks to our local nursery and friend of the show. I was just there today, Southwest Gardens. Join us, won't you, in two weeks for another episode that will delight, educate, amaze, and make you laugh. And don't forget, Edith, what? If you make a mistake, your garden will forgive you. Upside down to